Kelly's house. Hallowed be thy name. Thy fandom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is. Out of the void. Amen. Amen. You may now eat your communion. You may now eat... What would our our church communion be? Oh, the animal crackers I constantly steal from your pantry. The animal crackers and the water that Whitney drinks once a week. Yeah, the only time I ever drink water. We just offended every single, like, Christian religious sect. I used to be that kid when the communion plate came around, I would take a second and try to find the biggest piece of cracker. Because I was like, this is breakfast. Dude, I... Actually... No, that's a segment. We're not going to talk about it now. Okay. Um, welcome to Out, Out of the, the Void, Void, where today we're going to be talking about our religious experiences, because Whitney and I were both raised Christian. In Christian households, baby. And at Christian schools. Which S- is like... Still in it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a... It's a journey. It's a whole like insane experience. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. This is uh, kind of inspired by the Hey Babe podcast where they talk about like their experience being raised Catholic and it made me laugh a lot. And like, even though I wasn't raised Catholic, like I just related to a lot of the stuff they're talking about and thought it was really funny. So we wanted to talk about that. My but dad first... says he was raised a quarter Catholic. But first, <laughs> we have our segment. Well, first of all, how was our week's? Oh, how were our weeks? They were great. You want to know why? Because Whitney and I just got our nails done, so we have a little nail ASMR for you. Um, We did. We look cute. We have, like, nice long nails now. We look like, if you guys know that, like, meme picture of, like, what's his name? Peter from, like, Family Guy. The, like, dad. Oh, yeah. And he, like, has his nails, and he's, like, on the phone. That's what I feel like. That's us. Mine are a little bit too short for that, but I want to be able to type fast. We found this, like, really inexpensive nail salon, and, like, it it was one of those things where I was, like, it's, like, iffy on, like, how it's going to come out, because, like, you know, you get what you pay for. I feel like we got way more than we paid for. Yeah, they look great, honestly. Like, the lady was really paying attention to detail to mine. However, um, I was really stupid that morning, and I use a safety razor. This morning. Oh, yeah. I was really stupid this morning, and... I use a safety razor so, like, you can unscrew it and, like, the blade is exposed um, to, like, rinse hair out of it. And I just full on, with my first finger and my thumb, just grabbed the razor. And it split open my finger pretty bad. So I have a really big cut on it. And as the lady was doing my nails, she accidentally, like, cut my cuticle a little bit. And, like, she was super, like nice about it and I was like no it's no problem but she kept (laughs) rinsing off the nail dust on my fingers (laughs) using acetone so she was just pouring acetone straight into my open bleeding wounds and I was just like very non-confrontational because like I hate saying anything so I was just holding back tears behind my mask because it burned you know one time she did it like three times too and I was like here we go oh no one time I got my nails done at this really fancy salon. I was paying a lot, which was a choice. And um, she was trimming my cuticles. And I have a pretty bad habit of, like, picking at my cuticles and, like, the skin around my fingers or, like, biting my nails sometimes if I get anxious. And so my fingers were just already not in a good shape. And then she clipped my cuticle too short. And I 
don't even know how this much blood was getting to my finger, but I bled all over this lady's station. And it was so disgusting. And I think I apologized, like, at least 50 times. No, I felt really bad because she kept, like, holding my, like, fingers to, like, do the nails in a specific way. And, like, just the way I cut my finger, like, it just, it opens and bleeds really easily. And I was like, I'm going to bleed all over this lady and it's going to be so gross and I'm going to feel so bad. Luckily, it was minimal blood, but a lot of stinging from the acetone. Yeah. Oh, I know it's clean, I guess. Sorry, I'm going to be really honest with you. I, on top of Kelly's computer screen, is a little (laughs) minion. And I zone out on it all the time while recording this podcast. It's like the Eye of Sauron from Lord (laughs) of the Rings. Like, I just, like, I look at it and I can't look away. (laughs) So, like, I heard what you just said, but I didn't really hear what you just said. Oh, I said, well, we know that, like, the cuts on my hands are really clean. Cause, like, oh, yeah. Acetone poured in them, like, <laughs> yeah, three dude, They're not getting infected. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just upping my pain tolerance. I mean, you get in the tattoo suit. So yeah, hopefully she doesn't pour straight acetone on She's you. like, oh, let me clean off this tattoo. <laughs> like, all this acetone. <laughs> Should I ask her that when I go? I'd be like, you don't clean it with acetone, do you? She's, She's like, like, what type what? of... She's like, what type of garage did you get your first tattoo in if this is... <laughs> Oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. But um, how about we do some outside of the void? Yeah. Well, I think both of ours are a little bit more, like, not funny. Like, a little sad. Yeah, we're actually about to get a little sad for yeah. a second. You go first. You go first. Oh, well, mine's kind of sad. I watched um Demi Lovato's documentary this week, like, the first two parts of it. And, like, I'm going to, like, definitely say it's very, like, triggering if you've, like, dealt with any of the same things that she's dealt with, and they do put, like, a warning at the beginning of the video of, like, what they're gonna be talking about, and, like, she speaks very open and candidly about things that have happened to her, so, like, just, like, as a little warning, I wouldn't, like, say everyone can watch this, because it's very difficult to watch, Mm -hmm. so, like, don't feel bad if, like, it's too much to handle, like, I have had no problems with drug abuse, and it was still very difficult to watch, because it was just very, like, sad and like I felt had a lot of like empathy for like her and her situation but I I remember when everything happened back in 2018 I remember getting like the news reports of like what happened to her and it was just really sad and like alarming because like I, I was we were like the age like watching her grow up on Disney and like mm-hmm. um watching like Sunny with a Chance and Camp Rock and like all of that stuff so it was very sad to like see what happened and um the like she opened up about like medically what went on i don't know if you know do you know no our viewers might not know listeners you guys don't view us um she after she had her overdose she had a heart attack three strokes oh three strokes which is like how did she live no it's insane like a lot of people like having a stroke is very hard having a heart attack is really hard on your body having a stroke is insane most people are not fully functioning after having one stroke so I can't imagine like it's like insane to me that she at least appeared I know she says she has like a lot of organ damage and like she still has like some problems with like blindness from it but like the fact that that is what she got away with after like having that is just insane to me. She also got pneumonia from having asphyxiation, which if you don't know, um, it's basically if you're like, um, like someone's like throwing up and then they like inhale, like it gets in your lungs and can cause a lot of like, um, it can cause, um, a lot of infections. Actually, one of my family members passed away from that. And like that alone, like that is very dangerous to have. So the fact that she had like 
all of those, I'm just like, girl, you weren't like lucky to be alive. Like God wants you to be alive. Like after like, that, girl, like, that something is so or, insane. Something or someone came and yeah, stepped in. It was just you. insane. And they talked about like she had to be on dialysis to like kind of clean everything like out of her system, like while she was in the hospital, and like it's really scary because she woke up blind. And I think I don't remember if this is it specifically, but I think she had to like kind of like be retaught like how to read. I think. I wouldn't quote yeah. me on that, but I do remember, like, some part of that being um, in her, like, promo video for it. So, it was incredible. I think, like, it's incredible that she, like, also, like, trigger warning, she was also, like, sexually assaulted, like, while she was, like, taking the drugs with it before her overdose. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just, like, that's insane. Like, I don't know. Like, that is just, like, so much stuff at one time. And, like... I cannot believe that she at least appears to be, like, that functioning. Like, it's just insane to me that, like, she is so strong to be able to, like, yeah. be able to speak so openly and candid about, like, these things that happen. And she seems like she has a really good, like, grasp of, like, how that affected her, how she's, like, healing from it. Like, she seems, like, mentally as okay you could be with, like, all yeah. the situations, so. And it's insane because, like, weird timing because I'm taking a, um class on drugs and brain and behavior in society and um the whole textbook is just on like being a counselor for people who deal with um substance um use disorders mm -hmm. and it's like she has such a healthy grasp on the really complex relationship of at the end of the day there were choices that you make but at the same time, addiction is an illness. Yeah. And so, and it's something that you cannot always control. And so, I think, from what I can tell, is that she has a really good grasp of that. Yeah. Like, she knows that she made certain choices, but at the same time, she's dealing with an illness. Yeah. And so... And something that also is, like, it's a genetic illness. Too. Yeah, it like is a genetic thing. it's passed down from you to, like, it's this, like, really complicated, like, in-between of, like, nature versus nurture. Like, it's this very, it's, it's very much in yeah. the middle of that, and it's really complicated so i'm rooting for her i really want her to like get out on the other side and be able to like enjoy life that's yeah. it i just want her to like have some time to just like live a normal life and like be happy and be surrounded by people that like make her really happy so i hope that's she's all we can ever ask for yeah i'm rooting for her i really want her to like be able to like have a happy life she's dealt with a lot yeah yeah all right, your sad topic. Now. I know. <laughs> Gosh, rip. Um, so one of it's actually I just made this connection in my head. Kelly and I are big. It's always sunny fans, mm -hmm. and that is a show that we started watching towards the end of high school. Fun fact: our Bible teacher actually recommended it to us. Yeah, I love telling people it's that. So funny. We'll tell that story eventually. And it's not really as funny. in like. Here's a bad show you should never watch. He was like, you guys would find this show funny. No, he was. He straight up told us he's like, I don't know if like the school would like me recommending this show to you guys. So I'm just gonna like play a clip and like if you guys are here, you're here. And like if you guys want to watch it, I can't stop you if you look it up. And what a the rest good man. Is history. <laughs> what a good man. And so, so we got into that later years of high school. Like before that, yeah. Before that, the show that tied Kelly and I together, <laughs> that we both had seen, um, was Arrested Development. Love Arrested Development. And here's the thing, my f number one favorite character on that show is Buster. 
Close seconds are um, Tobias and um, Job. But sadly, um, the queen herself, Lucille Bluth, in real life, Jessica, is it Walters or Waters? I don't know. Well, that's unfortunate because we're talking about how she just passed. But it's Jessica. Um, she passed. Yeah, that was really sad. And so, but luckily... I think she's my favorite character on that show. She makes me laugh so hard. But luckily, in her honor, just nothing... My timeline on every social media platform has just been quotes from her. She was genuinely a comedic genius. She had really good comedic time. Like, there... Okay, I'm gonna talk about some of my favorite stuff. Yes, The one that I say all the time is, like... Which I also... One of the... Teachers in high school also really liked this show, so we would, like, quote it at each other all the time. And so anytime we could, we'd always be like, it's one banana, Michael. How much can it cost? Ten dollars. And I say that so much because I think it's just, it's so good. Um, I forgot about this one, and then I saw it on Twitter. The one where she, um, where they're like, she mistook the drowsy symbol which is like an eye and it's like half open as a winky sign so it was like no alcohol and then she like winks at it <laughs> that oh, one's really good man. i love the part the the timeline on the show where she adopts the little korean boy oh yeah and he's like onyoung and they think that's his name yeah. but it's hello in korean so they're like onyoung and he's like onyoung and they're like yes we know your name and then when she's like here's ten dollars go see a star war <laughs> or oh. um the one where she's like i love all my children equally and she's like i've never cared for joe <laughs> Just, or even just her facial, the way she delivered things. Yeah. Oh no, the one where Buster was like, yeah, it was my fault. I guess I just flew a little co- too close to the sun. And then Lucia's like, you let him go to the sun? <laughs> uh, the way she so says good. it is just brilliant. Yeah. So, I You could know... just, like, tell that she was just so much fun to work with. Like, there's no way you could work with her and just not be laughing all the time. Because she just had such good... Like you said, she has such good comedic timing and just her facial expressions and the way she delivered stuff is just so funny. You know she's laughing it up in the next life. Oh, for sure. She's already having a good time. Oh, yeah. She's having a Whatever good comes time. next is already better. Yeah. Because she's, she's there. So... Yeah, and I think, like, the best way to, like, honor people who have passed away is to just, like, share your best memories of them and the way that they, like, impacted your life. So this is our little way of honoring someone who brought a lot of joy to us. Yeah. Uh, Especially the early years of our friendship. Yeah. I love how you can, like, hear me, like, tapping on stuff. Oh, with, like, your nails? Yeah. Oh, actually, I hit you hard. (laughs) It's okay, I actually, like, bit it while eating a burrito. You bit your nail while eating the burrito? Yeah. I kind of, oh like, I, like, gosh. felt it. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you imagine if I had to go back and I'm like, I broke a nail and they're like, how? And I'm like, I ate it. <laughs> oh, my I ate it? I bit it. Like, so I was eating a burrito. Eating a and burrito. And I just bit just through my away. actual acrylic nail. I don't think that's possible. Okay, we were hungry, though. I didn't Oh, I mean, today. like, the strength of your teeth to get oh. through an acrylic nail. Are you arguing you were hungry enough that you could have bit through an acrylic no, nail? No, I'm saying that's why I was careless enough to make sure it was in the way. <laughs> I was really... That burrito was so good, though. Oh, those were... Th- that I haven't had that good of a burrito in a long time. Yeah, me and my parents found this, like... There's this, like, local uh, Mexican restaurant. And, like, we used to go there a lot when I was younger, and then we just haven't... And then we, like, went back recently, and we realized, like, how good their food is. They make six-foot burritos. They do. I want one. (laughs) I think if we got hungry enough, we could do it. 
Each eats Next three day. feet of burrito. Yeah. Alright. I'll take that challenge with you. <laughs> Next podcast. Ew, just listen no. to us Ew, eat a six fong and she just eating a six foot burrito. If we got four other friends and it was one person per one I feel one like if we got enough like men. We could we could, they could <laughs> eat it. Boise, so can I much say food. this? Have you been following? Okay, never mind. Okay, okay. Um, I have men in mind who I think could on their own. Oh, eat a I six do too. I, know some I of our think friends. we're talking about the, talking same, about the people. same people. Oh, they could eat this stuff. Oh, they by themselves could eat it. I think they each could eat a six foot burrito. <laughs> we should we should have them on and be like, can you guys eat these six feet burritos? <laughs> I feel like they'd eat it and they'd be like, we're hungry. They're like, okay, time to go on a 30 mile hike. <laughs> if you know, you if know. You, if you know, you know. <laughs> we need to do a crossover with them. Yeah. They like post all this stuff. Um, We should have them eat six feet burritos and then have us eat a normal one just for comparison. Oh, they, they would finish theirs before I even got through half of my regular size burrito. Yeah, I like eat half of those burritos. I'm like, mm, other half is for lunch. Because these are big burritos. Those are like the size of a kitten. A cat? I mean, like... A yeah. small cat. So like a kitten. They're definitely like a pound. Like it's a, it's a that heavy, was a heavy burrito. That was a heavy burrito. Just put it on the scale. Um... How much does this burrito weigh, sir, before I purchase <laughs> the it? The burrito scale. All right. So that's what's been happening outside the void. A little <laughs> bit of a sadder week, but now we're going to talk about our religious experiences because that's Whoa. fun and exciting. Um, I have okay. a gnarly one that my dad says all the time, so it's not mine, but it's made a big impact on my life just from hearing my dad say it. Um, I have a little side rant. Um, we had an earthquake... What, like last week, we've had like a couple in the like small ones in the past like two or three months, and I like know if we're gonna have an earthquake because our, normally our house like kind of shifts a little bit like on the foundation and you can hear it, and it also does that when it's starting to like warm up because you know like stuff moves a little mm-hmm. bit, so I keep hearing things like pop like either like kind of in the walls or like things kind of moving. Also, we have a lot of computer equipment back here, so I think that's what it is. So I keep, like, getting tense. I'm like, oh, it's gonna, ground's gonna start shaking soon. Oh. Tell me you live in California without telling me you live in California. You're just constantly about the ground shaking. I will say this. I would much rather deal with earthquakes than tornadoes. Oh, we need to put a trigger warning for Jonathan about that. I think it's... Love you, Jonathan, but I'll take earthquake. Jonathan was in my apartment last semester during his first major earthquake and i forgot that it's not a normal experience for everyone yeah because jonathan was not having a good time i i think it's one of those things where like if you grow up with it that like for the most part it doesn't phase you that much tornadoes for me are 10 times more terrifying because like that is going to be destructive like we've never had a destructive like massively destructive earthquake in our lifetime okay don't say that (sighs) i'm just i yes because like here's the thing like, you can make buildings earthquake safe. If you've ever been in California during an earthquake, our buildings actually, like, move a little bit. Which weirdly to, is what you need it to do. Yeah, it's what you need it to do. Like, if you see, like, sky... Like, the sky, sky what? Skyscraper, <laughs> like, in LA. Or, like, just, like, a generally, like, tall building. Or, like, if you're in one. 
It moves a little bit. What's the funniest thing I've ever heard? Have you ever seen a skyscraper? Sc- oh my god, I can't say it either. Have you ever seen a skyscraper or generally tall building? <laughs> generally tall. That's my band name. Please come catch Kelly and I in generally tall building. <laughs> we'll be at the Echo. Um, yeah. As soon as um, COVID's up. I will say though, I want to be a tornado yeah. chaser. So tornadoes scare me because you can't really make something like tornado proof unless it's like in the ground. So we should. Live but in I am it. a big fan of the Carrie Underwood song "Blown Away," so I guess it oh, like evens it Kelly. Up. Dude, Carrie Underwood makes like good country music. Can I out you for a second? Yeah. Kelly has seen Carrie Underwood in concert. I did. I saw. Okay, no. My <laughs> biggest brag is that I saw Casey Musgraves in concert before she got famous. I knew who she was before she got famous because she opened for Carrie Underwood, huh? Yeah, she did. And so I, like, listened to all of her music. She also was, like, really controversial controversial because of, like, her first big, like, hit song on the country music charts um, because it talks about same-sex relationships and also talks about weed. So a lot of people were like, I ah. loved her Christmas song, A Very, Very... Casey Christmas? No, she had one. It was a Willie Nelson Christmas oh. song. Like, have a Willie, Willie... It was, oh my god, I love it because the lyric is, have a really, really Willie nice Christmas. Aww. It's adorable. So that's, like, one of my biggest brags. I will say, I'm glad that country music's coming back, like, in style. Post Malone. There is, there is drop good, your country album. Yeah, please. Post Malone needs to drop a country album. If you guys haven't heard him singing country music, it's actually really good. I like good, authentic country music. Just like there's good, authentic, like, pop music, there is good, authentic country music. I have a playlist for it. I'll, I, I'll put it on our Instagram this week. The way that I have gotten okay with country is I have found the nice little intersection of, like, Indie rock in country. Orville Peck? Oh, Orville, Orville Peck. Peck. Orville Peck is fantastic. I don't understand how that man hasn't been, like, seen by, like, the Country Music Awards or, like, the Grammys. Because his country album is so good. Because they don't know how to act. <laughs> yeah. He's, his album, his music's so good. He is. Um, him, Dolly Parton, of course. Queen. Amazing. Queen. Taylor Swift's older country music, actually pretty good. Um, I actually Carrie really Underwood? love the song Love Story. Carrie Underwood. She's actually pretty good. There's some good stuff in there. God's Country. Not gonna lie, that song Oh, that song slaps. It's actually, actually so good. Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. That's a bop. I would like to slow dance in a nice barn to that song. Yeah. Just, you gotta get the good country music. Oh, Johnny Cash. Oh, obviously. I love Johnny Cash's music. Boom. But Johnny Cash also, like, his music was really authentic because he sang about, like, what he really cared about. Yeah. Just, like, people in prison. We actually talked about him. I took a class on, like, um, like, oh my gosh, what was it? It was Prison and Pastoral Epistles. So it was on, like, the books of Paul. And we actually, like, talked a lot about, like, um, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Our teacher always integrated, like, a music component to it. So that was pretty cool. That's a good professor. I really liked him. He, he is a really good professor. Okay. Well, that's, like... Kind of a segue into what we're going to talk about. Okay. So we're going to both kind of explain what our experiences were with, like, the Christian church, like, growing up, because we both had kind of different experiences. So, like, what, like, what, so I was, I was raised, the first church I went to was a Baptist, like, offshoot. So, like, it wasn't strictly Baptist, but it was, like, an offshoot of being Baptist. Um, And then I switched to a non-denominational church. What did you do? So... Um, for, like, the first 11 or so years of my life, um, or, like, 9 or 10, I guess, 
Ages get jumbled up in my head. I have no clue. We're um, at that age where we just, like, don't know anything below, like, 15. Yeah. Um, my dad was a youth pastor up until the year I was born. Um, and then my mom came in clutch and was like, I don't want to be pastor's wife and I don't want my kids to be pastor's kids. <laughs> and yeah, so my dad was like, I, so, I mean, he was a youth pastor and if you've ever met my dad, oh, that makes... Like- one thousand percent. He's like, sense. he's not the like weird youth pastor. Like he's the youth pastor that like people genuinely like. He would be the one that like even if he had like problems with like the church, which is fair. Like you would still look back and be like, yeah, but like he was a cool yeah person. My dad is fantastic, and so he was a youth pastor, and so he's for the first like energy. nine or ten years of my life, we just went to that same church where he was youth pastor. He just stepped down and was like on the church board instead, but not the youth pastor, and then. They just didn't have, like, a good kids program anymore, so my family was like, oh, let's switch. So then we went, that was, same thing, weird, I didn't connect this before, it was, like, a type of Baptist sort of offshoot, it was, like, a Brethren in Christ church. Hey, that's what I had. Yeah, wow. And then, same thing, we were like, you know what, let's go non, non non-denom. Non-denom. And, (laughs) and, uh, that's where- Fun fact, Whitney and I found out that we went to a vacation Bible school together- like, years before we knew each other. Also at a church neither of us went to, I don't think. Yeah. I found out that a guy that I'm in my master's program with, that we grew up in the same church together, literally have probably known each other since we were nine years old, somehow did not, did the same undergraduate program at the same time together, and just met each other on Zoom in our master's program. Isn't that weird? Crazy how silly that happens. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know how it's like, the world is like, so small. It's like the opposite of that feeling where it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that happened. Yeah, that's crazy. Also, like a little bit of context. My undergraduate program was pretty small, so like you pretty much knew everyone in it. Um and my grad program is like extremely small, so like it really had to narrow down a little bit. Yeah. But that was really that's weird wild. to find out. Yeah. Um so, yeah, that was really interesting. I had not realized that there's, like, such a big, like, difference in, like, turf wars with, like, denominations until I went to college. And then I realized, like, people took their denomination very seriously. Oh, people got mad. When I, um, I did a study away for two weeks with, um, our school and we studied, um, it was for my psych program and so we were studying religion and psychology on this trip, um, and so we were in Spain, and so that is a very heavily Catholic country. And I learned so much about Catholicism on that trip, and, like, quite a few of the people on my trip were actually, like, their families were practicing Catholics. And the differences are insane. Like, you don't realize. Like, there's a reason why people so distinguish the fact that they're either Catholic or not Catholic, because it is a world of a difference. No, okay, so I think, like, growing up, I thought that it was Catholic and not Catholic, and that was all there was to Christianity, but, like, it's not. Um, For one of my, I went to a Christian school, so, like, you had to take a certain amount of, like, Bible classes, and one of, one of the classes my freshman year, I, it was one of the best classes I've ever taken, I love that professor, love him to death he was amazing he will just stand up there and lecture for like an hour and a half straight you never felt that you never felt bored no one was ever on their phone in his class not because he was strict but because they genuinely like he just really captured your attention he would just stand up there and tell personal stories that related back to our reading but also like profoundly like impacted you like this man has lived like eight lives in like one lifetime and Uh 
it was just insane. But one of his, um, the projects that you had to do for your class is you had to go to a church. You were partnered up with a bunch of people. I ended up being partnered up with a lot of people. We just like genuinely became friends, which was like really fun. But we had to go to a church that none of us had been raised in. So we went to an Episcopal church and that was such an interesting experience. They had like beer after like church and they were just like if you guys are 21 you can join us and one of the guys in my class was like in my group and it was like so different and like interesting and like such a crazy experience because I was like wow that okay so there's a lot more to like the Christian faith than like I'd ever just like realized growing up Oh, yeah. Which is a cool experience. It was great. Even, like, Progressively not... darker in here as the sun's going <laughs> yeah, down. It's, like, getting creepy in this back like room. one Oh, lamp. that's worse. <laughs> oh, no. But, um, I know. I love that. I think that's so sweet. Whenever we were, um... So, the study away was in Spain. When I was in Portugal later that summer, and we were, like, on these tiny little islands, it was same like, same thing. Like, everybody went to church and, like, had all these events, and it was super sweet. And then afterwards, they would just, like party and like throw stuff yeah. on the grill drinks would be served there would be like stuff I feel going like that's on the so streets. much more of like an authentic like what in christianity it sounds a like... lot like what's described as like the jubilee celebration yeah like that's what it's about man that's like what, that's what drives me crazy is i'm just like like my experience of like true pure experiences of like god is literally just like having fun with people like I think the closest thing that people can get to experiencing God on earth is you know how you have those like moments with like strangers but it's like really pure and like it's just like joyful like there is this TikTok going around right before everything shut down for quarantine where this whole family came into a grocery store and they were wearing red and black plaid shirts and this girl's dad was also wearing one and so they were like go up and say hi to them so this dad walks up to the family they all just start busting up laughing and was taking pictures with him and I'm like that is so pure and to me that is like borderline like a holy experience like I think that that would be the embodiment of like God it's just like those purely joyful like or just like something that I was actually talking about this in my wisdom class the other day I don't remember why it came up but um when I was when we were younger um some days like some Sundays we would just decide to go to the beach instead and my family are the get up at 5 a.m to get to the beach for the sunrise type families I was gonna say get up at 5 a.m to go to church I was like I've been a part of that experience and we've gone to bed at two in the morning oh like get up we're going to church and I'm like I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we would go to the beach super, super early on Sunday mornings, and we would legitimately stay there till sundown. We yeah. would bring food, we would bring everything, and we would sit on that beach all day long from sunrise to sundown. And I remember as little kids being like, what? We can't skip church? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And my parents were so serious, and they would just be like, this is church. Like, yeah. experiencing each other and the world and like just being together as a family and just having a day where we have no responsibilities and we're just gonna sit here on this beach and enjoy life like that's church like that can be church it says when two or more are gathered together that are believers so we have church right here on our podcast (laughs) it's just every week (laughs) that's what this is actually this is a religious podcast no (laughs) yeah no i'm good i'm good (laughs) (laughs) but um that's always stuck like to this day that still sticks with me um I'm really glad my parents instilled that in me. Because as... Because, yeah. 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 
things change, but, like, those experiences always stick. Yeah, and I think that's been, like, one of the best things I've learned in the past few years is I've started actually following, like, a genuine Sabbath of, like, sundown on Friday. Although I've kind of adjusted it, which I don't think I should be doing, but what if It's okay. Well, God and I will talk it out. Um, God and I try to do, like, sundown from one day to sundown the next day where, like, I'm not focused on, like... It's so... I've been doing more research on Sabbath, and a lot of it isn't, like, you're not supposed to prepare for it in the traditional sense. Like, prepare as in, like, I need to get all my homework done so that I can rest. Like, you're supposed to, like, force yourself to stop. Like, there should be some aspect of, like, sacrifice to it. And it has been one of the most, like, healing things, I feel like, mentally and spiritually. I feel like spiritually it's helped me, like, reset a lot. But I feel like mentally it's also, like, really helped me realize, like, work is not your life and work is not like, where you seek identity, like, you need to have, like, when that stops, who are you? And I was like, wow. And that's like, it's been so good. You need to be told that. And I don't mean you specifically, I mean, (laughs) Kelly, you needed that. The thing that makes me the most anxious about graduating college in, like, a month and a half is, like, man, what comes after? And then I'm like, work isn't who I am. I, as a person, am not going to change, and my happiness shouldn't change, because my workload is now shifting. Like, no, for sure. What? Like, please don't make your identity in your work. Like, I promise you, you're going to be so much happier if you find it in something else. And we're not even, like, if you're not, like, a religious person, like, we're not saying, like, you need to find it in religion. But, like, find it in something that, like... Brings, brings you, you life, joy. man. Yeah. Like... Something that, like, fulfills you. Like, I've been really trying to, like, get my life together. <laughs> that sounds like bad but like I've been like really inspired by like other like YouTubers and stuff like that which that sounds bad but like people that like genuinely like put themselves on like good routines and just people around me that are on really good routines and I've been like doing that with myself and it's been helping me even more and more be like yeah work really is not my life like I have things that like fulfill me and like make me feel like a whole person I just am so here for all of the people who are like what's your dream job? And it's like, I don't dream of a job. My life is not based on me finding my dream job. I will do what I need to do to have a happy life elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah, and I felt like, yeah. Yeah, no. Anyways, that was just a side tangent, but um, Sabbaths are good for that. They will remind you of that. They're really good, even if you're not religious. I say taking, like, forcing yourself to stop, like, once a week for a a set amount of time, which I also understand is, like, a privilege. Not everyone, like, is able to, like, having free time is a privilege. But if you do, uh, if you are willing and able to do something like that, um, I would say do it and spend that time doing something that makes you um, happy and feel satisfied. And like also using it to realize that like treat yourself or like letting yourself like do something that you enjoy. Separating that from like having guilt is so hard, but it's really good for you. It is. Being like, hey, I can do things that, like, bring me enjoyment, and I don't need to feel guilt or shame about the way I'm spending my time. No, you do not. You don't. So I recommend it. I love the quote, any any time you enjoy is not wasted. Yeah. If you enjoy- Even if it's literally just, like, you need to sleep for a day, like, go off. Yeah, dude. You'd be on TikTok for a little bit, you could be doing a lot worse. Yeah. With your time and energy. True. You could be yelling at strangers on the internet. Hopefully you're not doing that on TikTok. Always remember, if you feel like you're wasting time, remember you could be someone leaving hateful comments under YouTube videos, and you're not doing that. So that means you're being more productive than that person, at least. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like someone needed to hear that. <laughs> I needed to hear that. Do you um, often leave angry comments under YouTube videos? No, no, no. But I, sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I feel like I'm, like, not using my time wisely. And it's like, well, I'm using it more wisely than that person. Yeah. Amen. Um, okay, so <laughs> I also got Ghost. this from the Hey Babe podcast because they tried to remember the Ten Commandments, which was so funny. If you haven't listened oh, to, like, no. that episode, it's called, like, the Beatitude. Be- oh, I think it's called You've Got a Beatitude with Me, something like that. Um, go listen to it because it's actually really- after our podcast. Finish our podcast. Yeah, like, obviously. Go listen to that one because it's really good. We're going to try to remember the Twelve Disciples. Oh, no. I don't remember. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Hold Paul. On. Paul. Wait, Paul. Wait, Paul. Paul was, was not a disciple. Oh, no. We're off to a bad start. Are you sure? Yes. Girly, he was way after the disciples. Huh. Wait. Paul was trying to crucify the Christians. How could he crucify the Christians if he was a disciple? He was like... But then he converted. Yeah, afterwards. So then... There were Christians. No, no, no. Paul had Jesus after. died already. <laughs> yes, yes. Jesus died and was up. And then uh, if went it's up, up if it's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, no. he still hasn't come back. So the song rings true. If it's up, wait, then makes, it's stuck. <laughs> wait, that makes sense because the other day I had a worship song and Cardi B's up stuck in my head at the same time, and I was like, "This is." This is a heresy. Cardi B was be. talking about the second coming of Jesus. It hasn't happened yet. If it's up, then it's stuck. Stop. We're still waiting it out. <laughs> okay. Um, Anyways. Okay, yeah, so not so Paul. Stood up, and then there were a bunch of Christians running around, and Paul was like, ah, I don't like them. And then Jesus met okay. him on the road to Damascus. Okay, so no Paul. Yeah. Let's try this again. Okay. John Paul. the Baptist. John. For sure. Mr. John. 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 Peter. Peter. Judas. Judas. Okay, Judas. I have issues <laughs> with Judas. I think a lot no. of people have issues. With Here's Judas. my issue. I think Jesus. No, is first in line for having yes. issues with Judas. Here's my issue with Judas. That's a <laughs> Jesus be like. That's <laughs> Jesus at the Last Supper. This is my, my issue, issue with, with Judas. Judas. That's a dope-ass name, and I'm upset that I would get slack from so many people if I were to name my child Judas. Yeah. Why couldn't it have been Paul who betrayed Jesus? Like, who cares if nobody's he ever named... Did. Like, who cares if anybody's ever named Paul again? Paul's a name that we can let go extinct. Judas? That is we, such a, a cool name. society moved on from the necessity of the name Paul. Yeah. Or, like, can we all collectively... Pauls do not interact. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's just like, if we could all, as a society, please just give the name Judas a clean slate. Yeah. That is such a cool just name. Just like, um, oh, Deborah. Oh, Deborah's a I like That's that cool name. name. Yeah. I don't think she was, like, a good character. What was, um, oh, my favorite Bible character. We haven't finished our disciples, but I'm going to say my favorite Bible character is... Judith, right? She's Judith, the one... uh-huh. Yeah. In okay, the so she's in the Apocrypha, which means oh, she's not Apocrypha. in the original, like, canon of the Bible. So if you're aware of, like, fandom, like, canon, like, that kind of canon. So she's not in the 66 books of the Bible. But it's still, like, considered to be a part of, like, the biblical tradition. And I hate it because there was this big fight and they were like, how are we going to defeat our enemies? And Judith was like, I got this. She goes in, seduces, like, kind of seduces, doesn't, like, actually, like, she doesn't do anything with him, but, like, 
basically is like, oh, I'm just a woman. Like, what am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Show me around. Like, that kind of a thing. Cuts off the, like, leader of this, like, opposing group. That cuts off his head, puts it in a bag, brings it back to her people, and is like, fix the problem for you. And then my favorite part is that she wasn't married. Like, Judith was not married. And afterwards, all these men wanted to marry her, and she was just straight up like, nah, I'm rich enough. And just, like, lived out her life being single. And I was like, I wish Judith was, like, a cooler name, because I would absolutely name my child that. I think it's a cool name. Dude, imagine if my name was Judith, and I was still, like, like, a girl, and I was a woman... I would go by Jude all the time. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. dupe, dope, yeah. dupe. Or Judy. <laughs> like, she could go by Judy for short. That's, that's a cute name. Yeah, but that's what, she's my favorite character in the Bible after um, Ruth. But I like Ruth. I like the story of Ruth for what it actually means, not what the church has twisted it into. But that's a topic for another time. Yeah. Um, and I wish I... We're I, not going to remember the 12 I, disciples. I think we give up on I that. love the character of Esther, but I don't like that name enough to name my daughter Esther. I'm sorry. I like Esther, name. but again, people really... No, we can do the disciples. We can do the disciples. John, We have John the Baptist, Peter. Peter. Judas. Judas. Matthew. You just said Matthew. Luke. Luke. That's... No, we're up to six now. Okay, okay. Wait, hold okay. on. Wait, let's say this again. John the Baptist, Peter. Judas, Matthew, Luke. Um, oh no! Did we say Peter? I don't know. Oh my God! Wait, start over. Hold on. Okay. Definitive count right here. Okay. Peter. Peter. Judas, Judas. John the Baptist. Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. You We're said at seven. John twice. Did we? Are there two Johns? Yes. Okay. So we so have seven. Seven. Um, Simon Peter. Simon Peter. Or is that still that's Simon Peter? <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't know. Should I just look it up? Yeah, we've already okay. gone through all the main ones. Now these are like the side character disciples. <laughs> disciples are gonna get their feelings hurt. Um, the... I can't type with these nails. I need to retrain myself. Simon, oh, Simon got his name, okay. Oh, Simon Peter, in parentheses Peter, because he got renamed. Simon, Andrew, oh, I don't know Andrew. James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Simon, Judas, and Judas. Oh, yeah, there's two Judases. Oh, man, you know what? I'm actually, I've Just say that you're naming your child after the other Judas. Yeah, I'll be like, um, if you were actually a Christian, you would know there's two Judases. Uh. <laughs> uh. Megan the Stallion's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> um, imagine like a worship leader doing that after a song. Amen. Ah. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm actually really sad I forgot Thomas because I actually really love Thomas. I do too. Okay, I, so I saw a lot of stuff about like, you know, the Enneagram. I'm a big fan of the Enneagram, but it was like, which disciple are you based on your Enneagram? And they were like, Thomas. And all these people were like, okay, but like Thomas was like the one we don't want to be like. And I was like, no, I actually do want to be like Thomas. We give Thomas a bad rap because he questioned like the resurrection. But if he didn't question the resurrection, we wouldn't have some of the most like iconic like scenes in the Bible where he's like sticking his fingers in Jesus' wounds. Like Those are some good Renaissance painting. It was the fact that he like, I really admire the fact that he was willing to like take a stand and say, no, show me. 
like I I have a lot of respect for that because I am also someone who like I'm an Enneagram five. I take a lot of like um like pride and like knowledge and like personal experience and being able to like have the data to like understand something. So like I respect him. I don't think and I think the fact that like Jesus in the Bible still like showed himself to <laughs> I hate talking about Bible stuff because it always sounds so bad out of context. Um the fact that Jesus was still willing to like appear and like show him it shows that like it wasn't disrespectful to say hey I need more proof for like what this was. I'm realizing Jesus would have just been like you need to believe in me like if it was disrespectful. But I, think, I... Like, it's okay to question things. I'm realizing now I was mixing up Thomas in the books of Timothy. Timothy um, was like not a disciple but somebody who came on later on. Yeah. And um. Isn't he the one that fixed up a lot of stuff? Yeah. And his yeah. and his book in the his books in the Bible are the ones where they're like don't let anybody tell you you can't do something because you're young. I really like, so I listened to a sermon on it at this, like, kind of local church that I really like listening to their stuff, and they were talking about, like, how he was rebuilding the church and how, like, everyone had a specific role. Like, they did what they knew how to do well, and they basically explained, like, you can't fix everything in the world, and I think especially when, like, the internet has made it so clear, like, the world is a very, very broken place. Like, you need to care about it. Like, the bare minimum is just caring about it, but understanding that, like, you don't always have the energy, experience, or, like, ability to, or, like, even just, like, the talent to be able to, like, contribute to everything. You need to, instead of stretching yourself thin and doing everything badly, you need to find what you can do and, like, where you're needed, and you need to do that really, really well and invest in your community. And the more people we have that deeply invest in their community to, like, fix things and do them well and, like, use the talents and like their abilities and like the knowledge that they have like that's actually going to sustain us so like the church needs to be actively involved in like the things that are broken to like make a difference instead of just putting it on one person to fix everything yeah i loved that anyways (laughs) um we got through the disciples which yeah there we go did you have any weird church experiences oh man (laughs) Oh man. <laughs> yes. Um nothing too like traumatizing. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Definitely acknowledge the church has done some like messed up stuff. Like we're not just The Crusades be, alone <laughs> were a choice. We're not gonna be out here just being like Christianity's amazing. Like it's never done anything wrong. Like it's done a lot of stuff it's wrong. It's done quite a few things wrong. Yeah. I consistently. Follow, I follow Christianity in the like really revolutionary aspects of what Jesus um like preached. And, like, the true way the church was supposed to be followed, I don't follow, like, what the church has changed the message into. There are some good churches that are doing good work that, like, genuinely do care about, like, everyone. Everyone. They don't exclude people from their churches, but sadly, a lot of them are very exclusive. Yeah. So, I only go to the ones that everyone feels safe at. Um trying to think well again this one didn't really have anything to okay you know what this has a little bit to do with me um so as i said my dad didn't stop becoming a youth pastor until after i was born um like within the first year of my life he stopped um but when i was born he still was technically a youth pastor and so they didn't plan well um which still happens to this day and so i was born at 9 p.m on august 15th 1999. Girl, you just gave out, like, half of your security information. No? 
Let's bleep some of that out. I say we take the year out. They know how old I am. I've said I'm 21. Okay. They can do math. I don't care if anybody knows what my birthday is. And so... Um, also, what was the name of your first pet and the make and model of your first car and also what street Let me give you what on. hospital and room I was born in. Yeah. But um, I was born then, 9 p.m. The very next day, my dad had a planned trip to take his entire youth group to Six Flags. So he has a brand new child, still unnamed, by the way. Oh my gosh. And my mother just pushed me out of her. And then he's like, peace, I'm going to Six Flags. <laughs> I would not have allowed that. If I were my mom, I would have been like, somebody else has to go. Yeah. Tough luck. Oh, I will. Oh my God. I wasn't named for three days. Oh my God. My mom you just, just. You were really just like existing. Just a vibe. I was like, world. how did you refer to me? The baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my mom's like, you were literally just born, so it wasn't an issue. And I was like, okay. But um, my mom was absolutely convinced, convinced I was going to be born a boy. And so oh. she didn't bother to think of a single girl's name. Oh, no. I was supposed to be Austin, because my brother's name Wait, is- that would be kind of a- Right? Cool, that would have been a cool girl oh, name. I will never I'm forgive a fan my mom. Of that. Dude, I told my mom that. I was like, you should have just still named me yeah. Austin. But um, she thought of Austin because my brother's name is Wyatt. So she's like, cowboy names. And I'm like, weird trend. Like, weird. <laughs> she she single-handedly brought back the cowboys. That <laughs> Like, weird theme, but right. And so I'm actually really sad she didn't just name me Austin. That's actually- But they took a- such a cool girl name. They took a good three days to figure out Whitney. <laughs> And then they That's were like, a cowboy name. And, and then they were like, ooh, like W names. And then Zoe was born and they gave up on that. <laughs> also, fun fact, Zoe doesn't have a middle name. Yeah. We gave up on giving her a W name and just a middle name in general. <laughs> that's, uh, that's third child energy right there. Fun fact, every person in my, my immediate family, all of us have um, gender neutral names. We didn't plan for that, but, like, it just happened. Is Kelly a gender-neutral name? Yeah, it can be a boy's name. If you're it's, a boy, not, it's not super common anymore, if but, you're, like... If you're a boy and you're named Kelly, please DM us. I want to know what you look like. <laughs> I've never met a man named Kelly. Just go on Tinder and just put Kelly. Kelly's only. Just <laughs> Instead of farmer's only, Kelly's only. I have met... Not even met. I have one time interacted with a guy named Whitney. Oh, that's, that's it. I didn't like it. I was like, one of us yeah, has I don't to change. Think Kelly is a very common like boy name anymore, but it is like it has been used as a boy name. Wait, I'm confused by your dad's name, Chris. Well, I mean Chris. Okay, I was like, like name one woman named Christopher. You've ever no, no, met but Chris, but like yeah, like women are named Chris. All right, okay. My I have an aunt Chris who's a woman, so actually that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, now that we've cleared that up, she's an enigma. <laughs> she's the one. <laughs> um, did you have any? Well, okay, I need to answer my weird church experiences. I have a really funny church experience. My church was, like, the local, like, mixed church, kind of. Um, and they would always go insane for vacation Bible school. And one time, they had, in front of the stage, a gigantic kiddie pool. Like, oh, the yeah. huge one. And they decided to jump off the stage into the kiddie pool for, like, the very last day. And it was filled with water? It was filled with water. Nice. And... It got stuck under the front speakers in front of the stage and dumped water everywhere, all over all of the electrical equipment. Uh, it flooded the sanctuary, like, 
flooded the sanctuary. We were super terrified because we had a bunch of kids. Like, I was a, like, leader for it. So I was, like, screaming at my kids to, like, get back because, like, we don't know if there's, like, you know, it's touched, like, an open wire or something or, like, if you get shocked from, like, standing in this water because it went all over, like, all these speakers and electrical equipment and they had a bunch of, like, wires running on the ground to, like, have everything set up. And they got in so much trouble for that because I think the church had to completely replace those speakers and all the flooring under there. And it was a huge mess. Also, like, they kind of put us in danger doing that. And I think they got in a lot of trouble for it. It was a really scary Yeah. I remember back in high school, I would volunteer to help out with um, the church I went to in high school, their vacation Bible school, because uh, my little sister Zoe was, like, still young enough to be in the program. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll volunteer. And, oh, wow, that was an accident. <laughs> I, like, breathed in weird. Um, I was, like, a group leader, so I had this group of, like, kids, and mine had a lot of, um, like, boys in, like, fourth through sixth grade. Like, that was Love just it. the group I was given to. And one of them was so tiny, Aww. and he had those little glasses that made his eyes look ginormous, Aww. and he had a crush on me, Aww. and he would just follow me around, and then, like, I think he was in fourth grade. I'm gonna pray he was in fourth grade, because if yeah. he was in sixth grade, that's a little weird, but he was, like, in fourth grade, and so whenever we'd be sitting for, like, the story time or whatever, he'd be like, can I sit in your lap? And Aww. I'd be like, okay. They were mean. They would call him, oh my god, what was it? Okay, this actually doesn't really make very much sense, but he had... Like, those thick glasses that made his eyes look huge. And they called yeah. him Fish Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh! <laughs> like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Fish Tank, if you're out there, I'm so sorry. That was so rude of them. That's really funny. <laughs> It's kind of clever. I think it's because one or a couple times they're like, those are thick lenses, and then they would tap on them, <laughs> and then we'd have to be like, no, like, like don't, oh you know? Gosh. I think that's maybe where it came from. That's Because I'd be like, hey, you know how you don't tap on a fish tank? Like, don't tap on his glasses. Okay, so you started <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't start calling him fish tank. I just was like, hey, don't do this. Okay, but you opened that door. You left that door wide open. I instigated bullying. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Fish Tank. <laughs> I would have reclaimed that name. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you have any funny, like, religious misconceptions? Oh, man. Because I had one that got me in trouble. Religious <laughs> kind misconceptions. Kind of got me in trouble. It was more like my parents were like, that's not it. I... When I was really little, I saw my parents doing communion. I think I, like, just didn't want to go to, like, the little kid church, so I went to, like, the adult church with my parents, and I, my parents got communion, they came back, and I got so upset and bratty, and I was like, I want a snack. I want a snack, too. And my parents were like, this isn't a snack. <laughs> like, shut up. Shut but, up. Okay, but, like, I think Jesus would agree with me that we should serve snacks in church. I know. They're like, shut up. There's fruit snacks in the car. Just <laughs> wait another half hour. Yeah. Oh man, okay, this does, This is very specific to the church I grew up at, so it wasn't like a general religious misconception, but just for, because again, my dad stopped being youth pastor like the year I was born, but he was still on the church board, so mm. <laughs> we to this day have the keys to that church. Oh my god. I could break into that church any day I want, and you know what? It's tempting. Remember, like, after one of the church services, we, like, got your sister hooked on, um, 
creamer, like coffee creamer, because we told her we're like, dare you to drink one of these. It was like the little like cup ones. Yeah. And she kept drinking them and your mom was like, please stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, that was at the second church I went to okay, during my childhood. One. So this was the first one. And let me tell you, that is an old church. Yeah. Old. Old. Scary. Scary. I mean, scary. <laughs> and so we used to be, sometimes we'd end up being there late at night, just like working on different stuff. Or like I said, my dad was still on the church board, so technically he still like worked there. And so sometimes we'd be there super late. And I swear that church is haunted. Probably. And I used to I be like, it. oh no, it's not really haunted. Like, blah, blah, blah. like there was a period of my life. Where I didn't believe in ghosts. Mm. I now fully... Oh, I 100% believe I in ghosts. I fully believe in ghosts. And now looking back to a bunch of weird stuff that happened during mm-hmm. my childhood in that church, I swear... Because there's the main sanctuary, which is terrifying, like stained glass, poor lighting, dark wood, yeah. the whole deal. Like scary arches. Like, it's it's like an old church. It's yeah. scary. Scary. Um, haunted. We haunted. had an auditorium next door that had this giant, creepy, awfully lighted black stage. Mm-hmm. Lit. Haunted. <laughs> haunted. For sure haunted. Um, so yeah, now looking back, that was just creepy. I, haped, I hated being there late at night. I thought like a terrifying version of like ghost Jesus was going to like pop out of the darkness. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I feel like... I think, I think we need to talk about like... This is a little bit of a breakaway, but I think we need to talk about the, like, essential part of the religious experience, which is religious music and movies. Oh, yeah. Like, Christian music and movies specifically, like, I don't know if, like, all the stuff was non-denominational, but it had, like, non-denominational energy. Uh-huh. Um, like, fireproof. Oh, no. VeggieTales. Because, see, our... Um, our high school slash college experience that's a whole another episode yeah in and of itself so we will touch on that later but no i still to this day somewhere tucked away in one of our sheds we have like green vegetal vhs's okay i'm gonna give so i want to like okay so like fireproof as a movie Uh, four out of ten four out of ten like it's kind of entertaining and like at least has like a plot I will say the twist at the end's kind of, like, I was like, whoa. Um, There's a twist? Yeah, so the whole point of it, if you've never seen it, is, like, these people are having problems in their marriage. He's, like, borderline kind of abusive, which is, like, mm, not a great message for them to be, like, go back to your husband. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Not great. He's a fireman, hence fireproof, and their marriage is fireproof. <laughs> so, basically, um, <laughs> the guy, he's, like, telling his parents, he's, like, we're gonna get a divorce, and his He's his mom's trying to give him advice. He's like, "What do you know, mom?" And his dad gives him this journal, and he's like, "To save your marriage, do all of these things." It's like a thirty day challenge where he's like, "Has to buy your flowers and like has to do this and has to do that." And over time, he realizes all the things he's doing wrong. But like, she's also like subtly cheating on him with like a coworker, you know. Um, and now she, I remember. And her mom, I don't know why I remember the whole plot to this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, you're really popping off. But like, like didn't you? yeah, so like she has to take care of her mom, who's like. On hospice, I think. Like, sure, oh, not doing oh. great, right? Um, and then, like, so he starts doing all these things, and she's not buying it at first, and she's getting closer and closer to this coworker, and then, like, finally, she like buys into it, and she's like, "We gotta save our marriage." And then I think he almost dies in a fire or something like that. Hell yeah. Um, but she like tells off the coworker, like, "I'm married, can't you see?" And then, like, at the end, the big the big twist is like he's been blowing off his mom this whole time for like she's trying to give him advice. 
And he was like, dad, how did you like come up with this method to save your marriage? And he's like, I didn't. Your mom did this on me years ago. And it was like this big twist. So like the oh, mom wow. was right the whole time. So the whole point of the movie isn't about saving your marriage. It's about belief women. Oh, actually, it's a really good feminist piece. That's actually. Do you think it breaks the Bechdel test? Oh, no. I, I'd be really fascinated to see if it does. When it comes to like, because I am all here. Okay, first of all. Religion, spirituality, all this stuff is always going to affect art. So it's hard to separate those things. But, and I'm all here for like spiritual, like... There's a difference to me between spiritual movies and Christian movies. Because Christian movies are marketed as like... They're not good. For Christians. But like they're very, like God's not dead, like that kind of stuff. Where it's like very like... Like for me... It's very like... 90s early 2000s like evangelicalism yeah. versus like spiritual movies like um like dude th- to what me was the, the play that we watched in ap lit doubt doubt is like a fantastic i would consider that to be like a spiritual movie because it's not like trying to convert you to catholicism no or like the revenant is the a revenant. very spiritual film for me and it has little to nothing yeah. to do with actual religion um tree of life isn't that a spiritual movie? Yes. I watching have, it in my, like, I have Christian beef, and theology class. I have class. beef with that movie, but yeah. yeah. So, like, there's, like, a big difference in, like, yeah. Christian, but, um, evangelical movies, and spiritual movies. One movie that I find absolutely fascinating, huh. Sans the director, because I don't care for him, um, The Passion of the Christ... I've never seen it. ...is a fascinating yeah. piece of art. Yeah. And I I actually stand by using the term art here. Yeah. I think it is truly possibly the only well done c- Christian film. Yeah. And that's because that if wasn't necessarily done Mel Yeah, I know, ripped to Mel Gibson, but cuz Mel Gibson wasn't like I'm going to try to convert people with this movie. He was truly like I am just going to do start to finish The Passion of the Christ. It's almost like when you look at Christian stuff without preconceived like notions about like what christianity is you somehow end up being more authentic yeah exactly because it's not a thought it literally just starts in the garden and ends with him in the tomb that's it and you just watch it start to finish and it's just fascinating because he's right in the middle with it because it's a blockbuster hollywood film it is not trying to push any agenda per se it's just trying to like look at the bible as like artwork and like inspirational and it's and, like, a beautifully done movie I've never seen it. i probably should watch it at some and point it's just life. but then it pissed and so that's why it pissed off a lot of christians because yeah. they're like i don't want to watch oh. this uber violent movie and also, i'm like what do you think happened also the noah movie i mean it has oh. like a lot of problems i'm not considering that to be like a work of art but i do think like it made a lot of people mad for the wrong reasons. Like, they should have been mad for the, like, the fact that they're all white. <laughs> the fact that, like, yeah. none of them look like how they actually would have looked. Um, as in, like, the women were completely hairless. Um, Obviously. But, like, the actual, like, storytelling was, like, very, supposed to be very close to, like, the actual story of Noah. Yeah. And everyone was mad because of, like, the rock creatures in it. And I was like, that's actually, like... That's in the Bible, Yeah, idiot. like, some of that is, like, actually, like, they believe, like, there were angels that were, like, helping. But, yeah, yeah. So, weirdly enough, if you can stomach it, I, st- I strangely... I wish someone would actually, like, go in and make a very... Like, I think that one's close, but it's also, like, a problematic person. Like, I would like for a non-problematic person to, like, make something from a very, like, non-persuaded, like, judge point. Someone who has, like, never read the Bible to make a movie about the Bible. I feel like that would be so fascinating. That'd be great. 
I think that would make it a lot more authentic. Because, like, the book is... The, bi- the book. The, the Bible book. is a piece of literature. Yeah. So if somebody could we come actually, at it from a literary classes, standpoint, I would appreciate it. One of my classes, we watched a bunch of videos by this woman who's, like, a Old Testament, like, expert. And she's not a Christian. She's not Jewish. She's, like, a devout atheist. And she's, like, even though I don't personally believe that, like, I don't personally, like, believe in religion, like, I cannot argue that this has not been extremely influential on, like, Western culture. And so I look at exactly. it from that point, that standpoint. And, like, it was, it was so fascinating. I learned so much from her. Oh, one of the best books I think I've actually truly ever read and that um I had to read for my apocalypse class. I took a book oh, on apocalyptic literature. Because um, I'm taking the, the master's version of that class. No, no. You said it, he didn't put it in this version, which I was really sad about. Maybe. Um, but it was this book called Living with a Wild God. Oh, no, we read it. Oh, we did? You did? Yeah. That changed my life because same thing like she drives me crazy though really like yeah i loved it i felt like my my issues with her is that like it was the way that she like looked down on everything kind of like drove me crazy like especially in the beginning where it's like she had a very like i'm not like other girls kind of complex and that kind of drove me a little bit crazy yeah i mean she's like because i enjoy literature and you guys just enjoy magazines like that makes you so much like less than me kind of like attitude and that drove me crazy. But I do think, like, her explanation of, like, having a religious experience was really fascinating. Yeah, because it's about a woman who's, like, again, devout atheist. Fully admits that she feels that she experienced God. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but that didn't really change anything. Yeah, and no, I'm that like, was actually really that's interesting. That's fascinating. Which, yeah, we talked a lot about, like, why she, like, named her book that. Yeah. Like, Living with the Wild God. So it's really interesting. Um. Yeah. All of that stuff. I will say, okay, VeggieTales. Woo. Eight out of ten. We love it. It's so good. Okay, sports utility vehicle slaps. <laughs> like no, that dude, song. I think about Barbara Manatee. Sports utility vehicle day. also just straight up ripped off Heroes by David Bowie. I don't even think they ripped it off. They just sang. <laughs> like, they just they took it. Thing like part of Heroes just in the middle of it. And I don't know how they didn't get in trouble for that. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, look it up. I, which one was the one that was like really scary oh the like um dr jekyll and mr hyderabad yeah that one yeah. was really good that one was really it was, scary. Like, actually a little scary yeah. the snoodles the snoodles the snoodles although the god in that one terrified me oh as a kid. yeah no i hate that oh i also loved um the jonah one. Oh, one the really jonah good. one slaps the pirates that don't do anything that's us um i still love the um the easter carol terrifying do not watch that one i do however love the toy that saved christmas i don't think i've seen that That one. one's a bob and a half what other ones oh um wait is it the jonah one where like the it has like two stories like yeah. you're telling the yeah, story yeah, yeah, of jonah yeah. and then the kids are also trying to get to a camping trip yes yes okay that one was really good yeah i will say i think jonah was like my favorite one that one was really good where they're like, where's my hairbrush? Oh, the the David and Goliath one I also really liked. Yeah, that one. The Esther one was terrifying. Yeah. Remember the tickle monster thing? Ugh. Which, not great for a kid's film, first of all. Yeah. But second of all, uh, VeggieTales no. really, like, sat on the border of, like, being good kids entertainment and just being downright terrifying. You play that game when you teach biblical stories to children. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Bible's not, like, It's PG. not a kid's book. <laughs> it's not a kid's it's book. It's really not a kid's book. Um... Yeah, VeggieTales. Like, kids' books really try to make Noah sound like this magical, fun story of, like, boat time. Yeah. No, it's literally everyone on Earth was killed in a flood yeah, time. Like, it's not good. 
not good not good well we love it um any music okay i so many so much christian music is so bad i don't know what you're talking about so much like christian music like i i don't know what we talking about it's all good it is all oh objectively gosh. good the Grammys should switch everything to only acknowledge Christian music. I'm really sad that we didn't get to see Kanye give his acceptance speech for winning, like, best contemporary Christian album. <laughs> I predicted it. I, I knew he was going. I, I don't think I need to hear that man talk <laughs> much more. I could not believe that song I think thing. North I should have won a Grammy. What, what are those? They are close. <laughs> what are those? They are close. All of Joseph's siblings when they saw his magical rainbow coat. <laughs> okay, I will say our friend's group chat has popped off when we're making, like, Christian memes. So we all have, like, been in it long enough that, like, I feel like we can come up on come up with really funny stuff, like, on, on the dot. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, the only, like, Christian band that I was, like, kind of okay with is 10th Avenue North. But they were, like, a Christian version of, like, Coldplay, I would say. What happened? What did the lead singer of Skillet recently do that we had to be like, mm. He said something was satanic. Oh, I think it was, like, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's <laughs> Grammy performance. And I was like, I really needed the lead singer of Skillet to, like, to, to weigh in on this issue. Yeah. Um, the only, like, acceptable Christian, Christian, I'm putting that in air quotes, band is actually Paramore. <laughs> Because Haley Williams, I think all of them are Christians. I know Haley Williams for sure, like, she is, and, like, she has always held that. But, like, she's Christian in, like, the genuine sense, as in, like, she's also a good person. The Christian who actually follows the word of Jesus and isn't, like, culturally Christian, if that makes sense. It's a big difference in those two. Yeah. Yep. Um, who's your favorite Duggar? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. First syllable. First syllable. Duggar. Wrong. <laughs> um, why are those us? Why are those guys us, but just men and old and like from Boston or wherever they're from? Also, they're not that old. I don't want to be New York. New York. New York. Yeah, I know. They actually are just us. Every time I listen to their podcast, I'm like, this is just us. Quarantine and just... The world has ruined my mind so much that I was on TikTok the other day and this bagel place came up that's in New York. Like, it's f- specific to New York. You want yeah. this bagel, you gotta go to New York. And I was like, oh, that bagel sounds so good. And then the next day, I was like, man, I'm hungry. I was like, I should go get that bagel I was thinking about New yesterday. York. And then I was like, oh, man. How long would it take me right now to walk to New York? Um, I think it's like a little over a week. We've looked it up before. No, because it takes 40 days to walk to Boston. <laughs> Could I know that because I used do to the threaten, Jesus fast forty days. I used to threaten to walk nights. to Matthew. Yeah, shout out to our friend Matthew. We've threatened to walk to him many times. Yeah, it's gonna take about fifty days. <laughs> Kelly, let's start That's now. Start. Yeah, let's go. Or if we, How you long know, is it if we bike. No, dude, it is only a day drive. No, it is not. Dude, a day and fifteen hours to New York. I'm not kidding. It's a day no, and 15 hours. Let me see that. It's a day and 15 hours. That is not. We could drive to New York and be there by Monday. No. Absolutely not. Google Maps is telling us it's possible. That's not true. I promise you it's not it true. It is true. No. 
It's a couple of days drive. Then why did my professor take like many days to drive from? Well, I guess he was coming. Ke- from Kelly, there. this is if we nonstop go. No. If we don't. If no. We, if we stop to sleep, it'll take longer than this. If we just take turns and get and just go. Kelly, we could be in New York. We could be in New York by Monday, baby. We could be in New York. We could be doing online school from New York. Don't tempt me with a good time. I have been wanting to go back to New York. Oh damn it! We can't book a we can't book an Uber to New York. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, like, hey, buddy, it's a road trip. (laughs) I would cry if I was an Uber driver and it came up with this like destination New York. (laughs) Get me to New York, New York, baby. Where's the front? Let's see if we could get driven to Utah. Let's see if Uber would take us to Utah. How far will Uber take us? I've been wanting to go back to Utah too. It's really beautiful. Why are walking directions not available to Utah, but available to New York? That doesn't make any sense. I'm worried you're actually going to do it. Oh, man, no. You still can't Uber to Utah. I don't know why. That's really disappointing. What? Vancouver is over here? What? I should never be put in front of a map. I'm really glad you're not, like, trying to become a pilot. Nope. Vancouver's here. I thought Vancouver was above, like, New York area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, What's over there, then? Above us is, um... Oh, um, like, Toronto, Ontario is over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i to think of what's above us, because I flew... Where did I fly into in Canada? Oh, yeah, and then, like, Quebec is over that way. Quebec. <laughs> did you know that in Canada, like there Quebec? are no, like, like, countrywide laws for driving? It's just up to the provinces? <laughs> But if you scroll it a little bit, <laughs> probably you have to cut this out. If you scroll it a little bit to Prince Edward Island and also Nova Scotia over by wherever this is, yeah. if you, it just makes his penis. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have the brain of a 12 year old boy. Okay, I'm done. Getting right. off Google Maps. It's not good for me. Okay, I think. It's time for us to go walk to New York now. Do a Jesus walk. Easter's coming walk up to New York. Yeah, let's go spend Easter in New York. Yeah. It's Happy good. Easter. Oh, I think it's actually Passover this weekend. Happy Passover. Oh, it's Passover today. Look at me go. I know my holidays. So, yeah, that's it. That's Happy, it. That's it. Happy Passover. Happy. <laughs> Happy. Happy Lent. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, yeah, it is Lent. I, that took me a hot second. Happy Lent. Happy Hanukkah. Not Hanukkah. Happy yet. Kwanzaa. Not yet. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. It is Friday. Happy for Friday. Us, not for you. Nope, it's Monday for you. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> and Mondays suck. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Goodbye. We're going to go walk to New York now.